You're listening to The Professional Blur, a podcast hosted by me, Jason Klom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Professional Blur. My guest this week, Sarah Kennedy. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm delighted. Now, uh, you have a relationship to a previous guest of ours. Yes. <laughs> um, Jen Kennedy is my sister. Um, we both moved to New York about like two years ago and um, found ourselves doing background work together for the most part in the it. city when we could. Did you move there at the same time? We did. Um, we moved um, from Maine and we had a sublet for like a month where we stuffed like four girls into one bedroom Holy and then... <laughs> Oh, no. And we, so <laughs> we found a place after like getting jobs, and then we're able to sign on to a lease, which is good. But goodness it, gracious, it, it was Holy a process. Hell. Well, I, you know, I remember those days. I we once squeezed nine people into a three bedroom, but in L.A. though, that is still spacious. By comparison. oh yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> there was Whoa. still space. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell people a little about yourself and about uh, what you do. I am assuming you act as well, but you yes. never know. Some people who do this don't act, so. Uh, yes, I moved to New York um, to find an acting career and stumbled myself into film and TV for the most part. Um, mm -hmm. And but I found over the course of this pandemic and the shutdown, mm -hmm. <laughs> I fell in love with screenwriting and directing as well. And Amazing. yeah, and so I like to do both. I think that's the career I would like is to be in film and TV and to act and to direct and write. Um, but it's kind of a weird struggle of figuring out what to focus on. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I like doing a little bit of everything for the most part. And that is something I can completely relate to. Yes. I <laughs> totally understand that. I mean, now I've been that way since before the pandemic. And even after I went to school thinking I was going to be a director, film school, yeah. I was going to be a director. Totally get it. Sort of realized later is like, oh, I, me personally, probably should have just concentrated on acting since I, yeah. you know, I'd already been doing it anyway. Um, so it's crazy being a jack of all trades and then figuring out, oh, maybe I need to focus on one thing. <laughs> well, it is. It's the hardest thing in the world because people tell you not to focus, uh, tell you to focus. But then, you know, I mean, I don't take people's advice very well. That's my big problem. You know, I just keep doing my own thing. And that's um, maybe to my detriment, but I enjoy it. You know, that's that's something. Um, yeah. So tell me uh, what your first time on a set was of any kind. Um, it was, I think I lucked out actually. Um, my first time on set was with Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm. Um, and the first background gig I got, I also got a Taff Hartley along with it. Holy crap. Um, yeah, I, I, it ruined every single background job after that. Cause <laughs> I was like, oh, is this, is it this easy? Is <laughs> this what life is? Um, and it actually was, it was magical the whole time through because I also love observing how things happen like on a live set. That was the first time I've ever been on a big professional um, set for TV. And it was just so interesting to see the process from behind the scenes and seeing how things were directed and things were um, coordinated. And yeah, it was like a magic movie moment. And then every single one after that became the stereotypical what it's actually like to be background for the most part. Um, but it, it the cast was incredible and I, I lucked out i think it was a very lucky moment for me now did, in in this case did you end up being featured or having a line i actually was um featured i didn't get a line um mm -hmm. but 
in that specific episode, it was in season two, it was for the Columbia art grad student. Um, I got two really good shots and was featured on screen right next to the mother of Mrs. Maisel um, and was able to sit right next to her, which was incredible. And watching a masterclass of acting right next to me, which was also amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that was like the one big featured um, background role that I got was through the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on that second season. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. Um, let me see here. Okay. So, that, so this is the funny thing is like, it's always like, uh, I always ask what, what was your first time on a set? And then the next is mm. what's your first extra gig, but it's at, at the same time for you. And I believe it was same was for your sister, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, what, uh, how long did, how long have you known you, you wanted to work though in, in TV or film? That was recent actually. So I went to New York to try and pursue theater in general. And, mm -hmm. um, find jobs along those along those lines but I think it was I did some film back home in Portland which has a great amazing film scene um and I did a couple shorts for some friends and fell in love a little bit with film acting a little in in that way and mm -hmm. then when I went to the city I think it was actually that background gig that cemented the like I love the feeling of working on a film set or a TV set yeah because it's it's like the I love theater but with film you kind of work with everybody all at the same time like you get to see all of the crew and you get to s interact with everyone on set and so it feels a little bit more collaborative in the moment mm -hmm. where theater is you don't see some stuff that happens behind the scenes and you become a little bit more tunnel visioned in your specific role in acting in that way um and so i love the atmosphere of the chaotic nature of what film and tv can be yeah and the magic that comes behind it and yeah i think it was a combination of that background work and then some stuff i did from back home i love it that's yeah. i mean you know i rarely do i hear anybody be like oh yeah you know i saw this chaos and these people doing <laughs> this insane fucking backbreaking work sometimes. And I really, really want to do that myself. Yeah. That is, uh, it doesn't happen that way as much. Uh, I, no, I like no, it doesn't. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Um, let's see. Um, have you, uh, well, you, you, I'm sure you have, but um, maybe what was your first celebrity meeting or interaction on a set? Um, it was definitely, um, it's blanking for me and I, I'm a terrible person for not knowing her actual name, but it was the mother of Mrs. Maisel. Mm -hmm. And um, she, she, that was actually a really um, good interaction because it was watching her um, compose herself on set. And it was the first time that I've ever seen a celebrity mess up. And that's, that's a good thing because it was watching her go through the lines and there'll be times where she just flub a little bit and want to start over um but the whole time being very professional about it and mm -hmm. it was really grounding in a way to see a celebrity also mess up so mm -hmm. <laughs> you can tangibly see as an actor i'm like oh, okay so that is a legitimate thing that i can do as a mm -hmm. person and not feel like i have to be this perfect instrument every single time that i do something and and she also was just an incredible human just would talk to everyone around her, including That's the so background nice. actors. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I lucked out. I don't think everything is <laughs> ever 
going to be as good as this one <laughs> background gig because she was also incredible to everyone around her. She would talk to us and um, it felt very calm and collective and she also was incredible every single take, I thought, but seeing mm -hmm. the differences between how she took it or the direction that she was given, you could see the slight choices that she made after that. And yeah, she was just an incredible human being. I saw uh, Tony Shalhoub in the corner at one point, but was too no nervous to go over to him. <laughs> sure, of course. And they probably would have given you shit for it anyway, you know. Oh yeah, I like, I, w I wish someone could have recorded it because I was walking back and forth in the hallway and trying to decide if I were to be like a confident human being and introduce myself or like, <laughs> or not. And then I continued to pace back and forth and mm. made myself look insane. So <laughs> ended up not, and then just eating my buttered noodles in the corner. But <laughs> <laughs> if I remember correctly, you've done more than just Maisel, but I, I would love to keep talking Mrs. Maisel also fine. But like, what are some other uh, jobs you've done since? Um, I've done uh, the plot against America recently, mm -hmm. um, and I've done like a couple like small little music videos here and there, and just some one-offs for some TV shows. But the big ones were *Marvelous Miss Maisel* and *The Plot Against America* specifically. Mm -hmm. I think I did like three, four background um, jobs for *Plot Against America*. That, that was the big thing that I did last summer mm -hmm. um, throughout, and was called here and there in which was incredible what was that like i've not seen the show so you may have to walk me through it a bit but what yes. uh yeah give me give me some idea what that set was like um it was like in the 40s um just the general basis of plot against america is what if um teddy roosevelt or not teddy roosevelt what if roosevelt lost the um, election <laughs> and it was um the his opposer that took over and then oh how america became a little bit more nazi influenced and mm -hmm. like an op opposite universe of what it was like in America. Um, yeah. And so it was a very 40s themed. It was great. Um, the only thing that was hard to get through is that it was in the middle of the summer mm -hmm. and they were filming for the winter. And there was like one day that we had where we we're on this um, airport scene and it was dead middle in the july and we were all in these wool coats and Ooh. um high heels and every single shot we had to be really excited to see the presidential candidate coming into from the um airplane and touching down in the strip and uh -huh. it, it was so excruciating hot that oh. it was hard to stand up and like look excited and look so happy every single take oh my god and yeah. it, it was literally a mental challenge the whole day trying to get through and like trying to sit down for like 20 seconds and like getting up and getting back into the shot and yeah that that one that one was showing me the light of what background can be like and which is not a bad thing but it is to see the excruciating circumstances that you sometimes can get through oh for yeah background <laughs> oh yeah there have been so many times out here when i mean my first gig ever we had to fake winter in la yeah. which never has a winter really even in the winter it's not the winter <laughs> and wearing a wool coat walking across a, a college campus yeah and you know what you can't tell me i wasn't acting that day because <laughs> oh god it's crazy was... me too too how ironic it is to want to film winter scenes in summer and then like the opposite also too where they would want to do summer scenes in winter as well i know and it's i like i'm trying to understand it through a technical sense but i still haven't found the answer yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
I am just looking very quickly because I'm realizing I have not, obviously haven't seen Plot Against America, but knew nothing mm. about it to the point where a former guest on our show is seemingly one of the main characters on the Plot oh. Against America. So, Michael Kostroff, I apologize for not realizing you were on this show, um, <laughs> but uh, you know what? I did a pretty good uh, Nathan Lane impression, so I think I've made up for it. For not, I think you definitely let it. This. Yeah, exactly. He liked my Nathan Lane enough that he was like, oh, okay, no, that's pretty good. So, uh, I did not know he was in this. Oh, my God. Everybody's in this damn. Show. Yeah, without Ryder, um, there's some there's some big hitters in that one actually. Yeah, I mean you're right behind Winona Ryder yes. in a couple of those shots, right? Come on. Once again, like that was also like a very lucky moment. It's crazy with background sometimes because you have to like think of yourself as a human prop for the most part because yep. it could be anything down to like the look or what you're wearing or even like just how your hair turned out that day that mm -hmm. I got lucky where I hit all the marks throughout the day. And then when I arrived on set, um, I got placed a little closer. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, what's funny about Maisel too, is that originally I, they put me right next to the mother on the couch and they were about to switch me out just because I was wearing a gray sweater and it didn't match well with the scene. Oh. And then the only reason I was able to stay on that couch was because I was in the prior scene of the Columbia art grad student in a big shot and they wanted to keep the people that were in that scene also in the scene as well. Yeah. So just just by happenstance and like just by continuity, I was able to stay in that scene. And that's sort of what happened with this one too, where I just had a really nice look that day, and mm -hmm. they put me in, in the background, basically right behind Moana, which was awe-inspiring. <laughs> Come on. Come I mean, on. Yeah. Exactly. What was it like? Did you get to meet Winona Ryder? That's oh, like. no, no, no. She was so far away. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was distant. Um, she was in and out. And, but it was nice to see, for that scene specifically, um, the takes and what went around it. But yeah, yeah. never got a chance. Safe Less, to assume this is an yeah. herbal cigarette you have in your hand? Yes. And okay. funny enough, I do not know how to smoke. <laughs> and I wish for so many takes that... I was smoking it and would just start coughing immediately. Oh no. And I was like, I ruined this. There's going to be so many takes of me just coughing in the background and not being able to smoke the cigarette. And I'm going to be taken out of this seat at some point because it would just blow up in my eyes and the dust will, oh, <laughs> the no. smoke will just start this attack. And um, so I think you can kind of see me very focus and concentrated in some of the background shots of that scene because i was trying not to start coughing or <laughs> love it. start laughing it was just so hard i wonder now so i'll see now i need to see it to see if it looks like a, just a really strong acting choice like no she's, yeah. <laughs> she's telling the person she's with something really important and that's why she's concentrating so hard on this cigarette exactly um. exactly like it's funny i took a screenshot of like that scene and there's one with me smiling and laughing and the one right after it is like me just blank face and i think <laughs> that's the moment sincere. where i took too much of a, a huff on that cigarette and i had to hold it in but in my mind it was an acting choice yeah of course yeah of course yeah <laughs> We had to do that on Mad Men. I think I mentioned this to your sister. And oh, yeah, same God. thing. I cannot smoke. I don't know yeah. how to smoke. And I just, and I know, I'm like, this looks like an amateur. The way I'm holding it yeah. sure looks dumb. Oh, yeah. wait, you know what, though? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. In both these shots, you look like you've held a cigarette before, though. Okay, thank that God. I can see. I mean, I know, my dad was a smoker, so I know what a smoker looks like. These don't look unconvincing. So there's thank that. Thank God. Yeah. I, I found this technique of that I used too much was where I would um, hit 
the end of the cigarette a little bit to get you know the ashes of course off. of course but yeah. i did it so much it looked like i had a hand twitch at some point and <laughs> it, it's like this is is this real is this what people will do is this smoking i don't know <laughs> you know what you're now making me realize like fast forward 100 years when cigarettes are no longer a thing yeah it's gonna be just like in the early 90s when any actor who thought they knew how to act out a heroin addiction just overacted and yeah. overshook and was like oh i don't know what to do and it's gonna be and no one's going to know how to smoke and everybody's exactly. going to be worse than we were on set. So, you it's, know, it's funny too. When I was younger, I was part of an anti-smoking like singing campaign. And oh so God. like seeing where I've become <laughs> it's the opposite <laughs> of what I should be. That's amazing. <laughs> A singing campaign. That is, yeah. that's phenomenal. Yeah. Oh my God. That's, do you remember any of the songs? I'm not going to ask you to sing them, but do you remember oh any God. of the songs? No, I was like four when that <laughs> happened. I remember like the melodies sort of, but uh -huh. other than that, out of my brain. I was once, my first PA job ever was on a PSA for anti-smoking. And um, I was not obviously in the, the film. Mm. Um, it was a young man who was rapping about not smoking. And I got to tell you, I'm like, this is the goofiest shit I've ever seen. I hope it works because I don't want people to smoke either. But good God, this good is God. the dumbest. <laughs> I've never seen anything dumber. <laughs> I felt bad. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Um, now, gonna do? Uh, we, you again. You're you're uh, you're a working actor. You uh, are doing extra work when that is mm -hmm. a possibility. Um, so, have you been bumped up to a line or gotten a line in anything yet? Or uh, not yet. Okay. Um, I do have that one day from Plan Against America. I did get in another Taft, so I have two so far, mm -hmm. and I just I'm one away from joining union if I want to. Awesome. Um, but lines have not happened yet mm -hmm. and um that's kind of been put on hold at the moment i'm sure for sure. many people sure but, oh yeah no of course <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but that would be the goal for next time um mm -hmm. i'm not sure if like i want to continue background work if i want to like find something that would give me the opportunity to have a line that way i can progress that way but if it is a period drama of some sort i will i will sign up for that i'm not gonna yeah. lie i love a really good costume set so <laughs> same here when i have yeah. hair that's all they put me in that yeah 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 all i got to do and i'm like uh yes please this is why i moved to fucking hollywood yeah exactly exactly so... like disappear into a different timeline like um i would i don't think i would do background for stuff that's a little bit more modern because it just feel like i'd be myself yeah. standing around for a long periods of time but there's something about escaping into the 40s for a little bit mm -hmm. completely and it made it worthwhile for me I think it's the only thing that's kept me um, not bored through some shoots, for sure. Oh, yeah. I, was, I was on The Aviator, and the only reason I gave a shit was because I was wearing a tux the whole time, and everybody yes. looked so cool and so pretty, and it was amazing. Did you ever have a uh, takeaway lunch at all? Um, uh, I'm trying to think. I feel like we have. I feel like we've been yeah. forced, and I, I hate those. I yeah, really fucking hate that's that. what happened with plot against America because we really? were in like full 40s outfits and we're like okay we're doing a takeaway lunch and I didn't know what that meant at the time and uh -huh. so we were like going to Starbucks in these like full <laughs> in our costumes and, and then like hair and makeup and it was crazy and I was like getting a milkshake at this restaurant and <laughs> we were just like a couple of the the girls that were all dressed up took a table mm -hmm. and we're just having fries and and eating burgers while wearing 40s dresses and now what you should have done is asked for an egg cream and then yeah. only given them 25 cents for the whole thing and seen if you could have gotten away with it next time i swear next time here you go charlie here's two bits for your trouble and then you sit down just wait just wait for your fucking food 
Or just pretend you're a time traveler. I'm like, yeah. madam, what time? What what year is it, by chance? <laughs> 2020, oh, oh God! <laughs> I gotta go! Well, I might as well stock up on a burger. Here's a quarter. <laughs> Here's a quarter. Oh, my God, I love it so much. <laughs> you know, I've ne- I'm trying to think. No, that's not true. I, I feel like I've had to have a walk away or a takeaway once or twice, yeah. but it's never been... I don't think I've ever been like so costumed that it was a problem. Because like a, if like I've been a cop a few times, uh, no, thank you, never again. Uh, but yeah. I was a cop, uh, and I think because you're not allowed to walk away, obviously, with the um, the gun or whatever the stuff's around you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one time, because I had makeup, there's no way they would have let me move, leave the set because it was burn, ma- burn victim makeup. So um, <laughs> they literally said, no, you cannot leave the set um, at all until we've removed it. And I'm like, oh damn it. Will you let me keep it? And they let me keep my my burn victim makeup. So. Well, I'm if you're walking around in L.A. or New York, I don't think anyone would turn their heads about it. I'm not probably gonna lie. not right. You're probably yeah. right. You're like, oh that oh that sucks. That's too bad. Okay, well enjoy your stuff. Oh yeah, enjoy enjoy your walk, sir. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, how about in like smaller like independent productions? Have you done any independent productions where you've had lines or anything like that? Um, I've done a couple of short films with my friends back home in mm-hmm. Maine. I've gone to film festivals, which are great. Awesome. Um, I did a really fun one called Kill a Spaceman from Outer Planet X, which is oh my God. like a B-grade sci-fi film, black and white. It was very fun. Awesome. Um, and one of my favorites um, that I did recently was called The Party by Mackenzie Bartlett. And it was about these three witches um, having a party and they invite a boy and stuff happens and it's very good. It's a very good watch. Um, Love it. That's one of my favorites that I've had recently. Um, and hopefully we can start making some more soon. That's my vacation goal that I have later on when things calm down is to go home for a little bit and make some films with friends. That'd be nice, right? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, that's so good. I love it. Uh, I, I, I miss these these things that you're talking about. I miss mostly yeah. <laughs> getting to make shit with my friends. That's the big thing. Yeah, I was messaging um, um, Mackenzie, actually, who is a great female director. Um, we were talking about, like, we're just, oh, I just need to make something. I just need to do mm-hmm. something. I just feel stagnant. And it's, it's like, writing has been great. That's been helping a lot. But there's also that feeling of being on set and creating that you just can't replicate in other ways, like, through Zoom or anything. It's just yeah. a different feeling on its own. So Yeah, I mean, I've, d- I've been doing Zoom stage shows with yeah. my friends. And, like, it's a thing. And I enjoy being with my friends in some way. But it... Uh, boy oh boy is that energy not the same yeah no exactly it's just it's uh it's a different it's a different feeling which is not that absolutely um let's do this okay let do you uh yeah let's let's go back to some more mazel stories what else what else you got for me i'm just fascinated with this i'm fascinated um oh gosh like i'm trying to think of anything that was super crazy are those glasses yours they're not yours or do you wear glasses is my question that's what i meant I wear like computer glasses for sure because I am the, on the mm. screen for a while each day. Mm-hmm. But um, those were not my glasses. That's actually funny too, where um, the props team, I was like in my outfit and it looked okay. And the props team came over and they gave me a pair of glasses and they they both gasped at the same time, which was really funny. And I'm like, oh, there's a look. There she is. <laughs> um, and those glasses saved saved my butt actually because that was the reason also why i was able to stay in that couch scene because they gave me the glasses i had worn the prior scene and that connected me to a character love it in that art scene and listen if you're nice to your props team they're gonna save your butt so mm-hmm. <laughs> be nice to everybody 
Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And other than that, it's like so crazy to be, I'm always very overly cautious. I like to be with myself in background. I just want to not like ruffle any feathers and just make sure that I'm doing everything okay. Um, sure. And it's crazy to see like the opposite when you're sitting down and like, you're having your lunch and you have like these people that have been doing it for a while. And um, the personalities that you meet through background is mm-hmm. <laughs> like movie making almost. It's mm-hmm. incredible. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, you also like meet like lawyers, you meet um, people that haven't acted before, but they've been in the, in the area and I don't know, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Have you met the people who are just there doing it for a friggin' lark who don't need the money? And yes, those ones that, always weird me out. Yeah, exactly. It, it was one that I met that was a lawyer and he was just doing it for, not for the money, but just for the experience. And yeah. Like, oh, why? oh my God, like I wish I could be in that, know, <laughs> that right? circumstance. I was like, I need to make rent next week and this is supposedly why I'm doing it, but also uh-huh. for fun as well. But I was like, oh, now I just feel like a... <laughs> <laughs> just like a zoo exhibit basically at this point like this person wanted to see what life was like on the other side and uh-huh. yeah it's like uh-huh. this is what being poor is like hello yeah, right? <laughs> yeah hope you enjoy hope this is hope a fun you enjoy show this you. <laughs> do you here's something i'm realizing i don't know uh there is there are definitely you know i've tried to without being a dick or stereotyping tried mm. to write down like what are the types of people i have met on set and like there's definitely what i like to gently call lifers people who've been doing it forever but yes, that's in la yeah. is that yeah. a new york thing too oh that's a definitely new york thing that's like we have like people i've done it for so long um and and like unfortunately for them they are not in like in a union base but mm-hmm. they've done it for so long they know all of the rules and regulations on how the set should run yeah and um it's funny to have that conversation as a non-union person too, to like expect it to be run a certain way. But at the same time, like that's just life sometimes. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what it's like to be non-union <laughs> and um, to, to have like sometimes those attitudes of um, thinking it should be union regulated, but also at the same time, it, it's not for some people. So <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, those are usually the people too, who know every single regulation, yes. like, oh, there's a little yes. bit of water here, you get extra money now. Oh, there's yeah, smoke, exactly. you, which by the way, when you're young, or like fresh to it, you're like, oh, shit, really? Like, it's good to know that. And then at some point, there are p- some of them who are like, almost approaching the assistant director yeah. like, hey we didn't get a smoke bump and then <laughs> you see the look on the assistant director just like oh you're the one i hate today okay. yeah exactly exactly it's like so, oh you're the problem student yep you're, so you're i just problem. always keep quiet i keep quiet when yeah. i'm on set that's I my tactic to. i i put on headphones i just want to be as non-intrusive as i can be and um just not talk because i've seen like people on set that have been cut from scenes because it's just the way they interact with the crew members crew members around them they mm-hmm. come off as sag members when they're not and yeah. um that's like the biggest ticket for you getting kicked out of a good scene or like kicked out of a good shot and like i maybe maybe i'm looking too into it maybe it's just the process of tv making anyway but i've i feel like it's also an aspect of if you are an asshole you you won't you won't make the bread that day you won't get yeah, right. you won't get seen you know yeah at the, <laughs> at the very least they're not going to put you in 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 camera view they'll just no. put you off to the side no. you know, at the very least exactly <laughs> you'll be shuffled around <laughs> all right uh okay so we have one segment on this podcast 
and that segment is called Five and Over. Did I warn you about it? Because I've been forgetting to warn people about it. I think so. Okay. Maybe. (laughs) You take an extra gig, and using that extra gig, you come up with your spinoff. So what is that character spinoff? If you know their name, great. And it does not have to be the same genre or even the same medium. You can go from a sitcom to a comic book for all I care. I want to know, though, who your character is and what their spinoff is. Um, I would like to take um, my Columbia art grad student that I hold dearly from Maisel. Mm -hmm. Um, She is she seems like a conservative woman in the beginning and she walks into this art classroom expecting to do still lives and sees a naked man before her um and she as she like hears this conversation at tea time with um the lovely mrs mazel and saying how she will never get a husband if she continues art um she has a mental breakdown and then that's when her true art <laughs> comes out starts drawing abstract paintings um she starts drawing portraits of um angered women and sad um disconnected women and through that through that fear of never landing a husband she becomes a famed artist and art critic and, <laughs> and soars in the program she's the one left in the program and she makes her way through i love it i love it <laughs> That's so good. That is that shit's all up my alley. I love that. Yeah. I, would, I would sincerely watch that show. That is it's fantastic. it's almost I would say copying Mrs. Maisel, mm-hmm. but through art. And yeah, I maybe that's why I want to watch it. Yeah, exactly. It's like well, have I seen this before? Yes, yeah, I have. It's the show I was on. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> that's remarkable. No, I love that. That's so good. I mean, you know what? Listen, if 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 the folks who create Mrs. Maisel are listening, please go ahead get that show made i would watch it at the very least a spinoff episode can we at least watch that episode happen or yes please i had forgotten entirely though about the wait a minute so are you in a scene where a gentleman had to be nude or almost nude because that's so uncomfortable but what was this i'm assuming they're wearing a modesty pouch situation or how did that go i think actually he wasn't because it was such a specific close-up scene Mm-hmm. that I don't think he was. I, I honestly cannot remember. But um, I was prepared because I've taken life study drawing classes okay. actually back in college. So that doesn't phase me at all. Okay. Um, but I, I honestly cannot remember if he had one or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess that means I was acting well enough that I wasn't yeah. <laughs> hey. looking at him. Um <laughs> But hey, he's getting more money in me than that moment. So true. I, true. I, I would instantly do that if I could. What was the wait at that point then? Uh, it, it, had anybody drawn anything at that point in the scene? Did you get to draw anything? No. And that's what was so frustrating, too, because I was like, oh, art suited. I, I have that experience. I can draw really well. And uh-huh. um, when we got there, the props team actually had already drawn life studies on, oh, on, the, on. On, on the portraits. I was like, God dang it <laughs> this is actually my special skill like i can do this and so oh, like we man. would just pretend to like go over the lines that are already there on the painting and oh that was that actually frustrated me so much it's like i promise i can do it oh. i swear 
Like you're literally the kind of person where if they'd have known they had you on set and they decided they yeah. needed that footage, they might have been like, "Oh, let's get her on." Like, I yeah, mean, that's exactly if they'd have thought about it that way. But dang it, that's too I bad. Know. I know. I know that was exactly my thought too. I was like, "Oh, this is my chance. This is how I get in." Uh -huh. And no, it was already it's already already pre-planted portraits. <laughs> Son of a gun. <laughs> Son of a gun. Uh <laughs> Uh, you know, what's so funny is I really, oh my God, what am I talking about? You know, there's a question I should be asking of every extra and, and I'm not, here's why I'm not going to ask you because okay. you're still relatively new to it. I'm not going to ask you, have you taken anything from the set? I don't do it that much anymore. And I did it for 10 years and yeah, I stole all kinds of things from the set that I knew <laughs> I wouldn't miss. Only that I knew nothing that was worth any money, you yeah, know, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. little printed props. That's not true. Once I stole a Calvin Klein robe, that's a different situation. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. Actually, I think I mentioned it on the last episode because you know what? Why am I so proud of theft? That's a terrible thing. I'm a bad person. But I'm realizing now, I'm writing this down. I'm going to write down theft question mark for, for future episodes. Theft question mark. Um, so um, I, I do want to know um, what your favorite craft service item is on set. Oh, I always go for the pasta. I'm like, I'm such a pasta person in general. Uh -huh. Like, I, that, That's my... That's weirdly my, if I can't afford food for the week, pasta is my go-to. It's my comfort food. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, you can't really mess up pasta, even though, like, I know you can. But, mm -hmm. like, pasta is usually a safe option. That's true. And I don't really trust meat or anything that's been in a buffet style for a long period of time. I get that. Um, also bagels, though, too. Bagels, coffee, and pasta oh. are my, my main three. Like, that will get me through the whole day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I miss a Classic. bagel. I miss a uh, set bagel, even though they're not perfect. It's just like, I don't care. This is a bagel for free. Why would I yeah, not eat this? Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, that's good. That's I, I once, and I've told this before, but on the set of house, same place I stole that robe from, I mm. once piled like what would be in Los Angeles at least, because a lox sandwich out here is like $14. I don't yeah. want it in New York. What would you um, say? You could say, I, I'm not sure about locks, but I know you can get a really good bagel for like $2, $3. Okay, like, okay. Yeah, decent. I, for some reason, a locks on a bagel out here is like 15, 14 15 I made what would be <laughs> then a $40 locks sandwich. I just piled so much on. Oh, yeah. Was, like when you're at the buffets, you just get everything. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm bad with buffets in general because I, I get too much and mm -hmm. I will not eat it at all. But at least I have the choice. Yeah, no, same here. Yeah, and uh, sometimes somebody uh, I interviewed yesterday was like, yeah, no, I absolutely snuck blank, blank, blank off the set of Friends because why would I not st steal whatever the, you know, it was just all this food that mm. I'm like, oh, it was a Philly cheesesteak. That's right. Oh, of course. Yeah, uh, she was telling me they had, but by the seasons that she was on, they were flying in, this is before people knew that Chick-fil-A was homophobic, uh, uh, <laughs> flying in Chick-fil-A from other states, flying it in. Courtney Cox would fly in Chick-fil-A for the set. That's amazing. In Insane, I mean, but yeah. If I had the money and it wasn't Chick Fil A mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. the, the morals behind it, <laughs> I might do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you? Um, oh, you know, I always like to ask: uh, Have you ever messed up a take? Um. Y yes. Y yes, I did. I for sure did. Um. Uh -huh. the, definitely this. Well, I maybe not. Um. <laughs> they never told me whether I messed it up or not, but in my mind, I thought I did. Definitely with the smoking scenes in oh, Pontiac, sure. America. Um, and there were a couple times where in that Maisel scene, we had to be very careful with how we clink our glasses because of the sound, of course. Oh, sure. And so like towards the beginning of the run through, we'll clink it too loud a couple times and they're like, okay, cool. Um, 
I can fix that. And then things would get better after that. Um, that's the only direction I think ever happened, but that was, that would happen regardless, I think. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everything you're talking about is like, it's kind of like the wear and tear of a set. Like that's how exactly. that goes. That's kind of how, so that's not so bad. That's not as bad as walking into a camera. Like exactly. So, exactly. You know, I did. Have you ever had in your adventures as an extra or in uh, acting in other uh, independent stuff had to do a stunt of any kind? No, 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 no. No, okay. Unless you count smoking. Which well, you know what? I, I almost mind do. it does. You know, yeah. <laughs> your lungs did. So, I mean, come on. Exactly. Um, all right. Aggressive waving, too. <laughs> aggressive, aggressive waving. Aggressive waving. Uh, okay, let's do this. Uh, mm -hmm. Why don't you tell people, first of all, thank you for doing the show. This oh, has yeah, been of a course. lot of fun. Um, of course. Tell people where they can find you and if there's anything coming up. I know that the latter is almost impossible, but. Oh yeah. Um, um, my name is Sarah Kennedy. Um, I'm a writer, actor, director for film. And, um, I actually have a movie called Miss Blueberry Beauty Pageant that is on the film festival circuit. Um, it's the, the, uh, Femme Sin Anarchy is having a live stream on September 17th at 7 PM free tickets. Um, so if you look up that specific film festival, you can get a ticket and watch it. If you like, it's going to be a whole, um, uh, all female directed films and awesome. it's great. It's going to be fun. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. I will, if I can get this episode out before then, I will. It may not. I apologize. No, that's okay. It it'll be it'll be out in the ether too as well. I'm sure. Okay. Good. <laughs> Are you on Twitter or Instagram? Anything like that? Any place you want? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at Vampire Pageants, and then Twitter as well, Vampire Pageants. Awesome. Also topical to the film that I was doing. <laughs> Love it so much. That's so good. Uh, thank you again for doing this yeah, show. Yeah, of course. This thank you. And I'm going to extend the same offers I did to your sister. Once you've done even more, please feel free to come back because you'll have yeah. stories. You're going to have stories. Um, Absolutely. And there's just one thing left to say, and that's, I'm sorry I missed your thing. I don't own a TV. So... <laughs> You can find The Professional Blur on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you find podcasts. And follow Jason on Instagram at Jason Klom and follow his hashtag, The Professional Blur. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah!